This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. The Media Week Podcast is out at um, the sort of suburban uh, headquarters of the Australian Radio Network. Haven't been out here for a while. Jackie O, welcome back to the Media Week Podcast. Sorry, I thought you were calling me suburban. (laughs) The suburban mum. Well, well, it is a bit suburban. But we are I mean, suburban here. I mean, you're used to it. You drive out here every day, right? I'm used to it now. It's all tunnels. I don't actually mind. I don't mind the drive. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. And without giving too much away, you have moved a little bit closer, though, haven't you? But yes. Would it be five minutes off the journey? No, it'd be about ten. Oh, wow. Which makes okay. a big difference. I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm guessing that didn't have an influence in the buying decision. That, that no. You are thinking, oh, it'd be ten minutes more <laughs> in bed If I can get day. ten minutes sleep, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those starts. Look, um... Congratulations on continued success. You're chalking up some milestones. Um, Thanks, James. 20 years of partnership last year. Yeah, yeah. now we're 21 years into it. Yeah, well, yep. it's amazing. I mean, I first, you know, I first wrote about you guys, I think it was back in um, 20, year 2000. Oh, my God. You're doing nights. Yeah. And back then you were a bit of, you know, not many people had written about you guys because no. evening radio, you know, it didn't really crop up in the... People didn't even write about... Unless people there was in some radio outrage, stop. right? Yeah. Unless- but to be honest, back in those days, radio never got written about at all. And we were so anonymous. And um, I, I don't think that radio people really got talked about until our first scandal that made things <laughs> really blow up. I mean... That um, when that lie detector happened, it just was so next level, and I, I just never thought that that we'd it would go on for that long and would get that much media attention. Um, and then after that, it was sort of this more. There was more of an interest in radio announcers. What are they going to do? Who's doing something wrong? Before that, yeah, you'd, you'd you'd hardly get written about at all. We just weren't of interest to anyone unless you're on TV. You were a nobody. Yeah. The uh, just slightly off topic, maybe, but, but you mentioned scandals and the, the media cycle's a lot quicker than it, what would have been 20 years ago. Yeah. Outrage just seemed to last shorter time. Would, would that be right, do you think? I mean... Outrage lasts shorter back yeah, then or now? No, now. Oh, yeah, back yeah, then, it's moving so fast. Back then, if it was a big so deal, could last a few weeks. Now, in a day, there's, an, there's something yes, else Yes, that's happens, so true. Right? It does go on. It went on... Um, a lot, a lot longer back then, which was really torturous. But now it's so true. Once it's today's news, tomorrow they move on to something else. You look at these news sites and celebrity sites and it's just getting updated constantly. Our thirst for information is ridiculous. I mean, I go to, to my regular sites and if they haven't updated the main story in an hour, on board. Well, come on, what's going on, guys? So it, it is, yeah, it does move very quickly now, which yeah. is good if you're involved in a bad story. <laughs> do you do you ever get to reflect on the success you've had, I mean, and to realise, you know, what you've built? Sometimes I do. Um, I find it only when I'm crossing the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because I, I remember visiting Sydney when I was working in other states and especially Canberra, uh, which is, I didn't start in radio there, but I was with Ugly Phil there. So he was in radio and we'd come to Sydney almost every weekend and I'd cross that Harbour Bridge in a car and I'd be listening to radio and thinking, wow, this is just so amazing, this city. And, you know, I never, never thought that I would ever be anybody uh, on radio and uh, sometimes I just have to pinch myself. Just cut, it floods back when I when I cross the bridge. Other than that, no, I don't really reflect on 
yeah. on it. I mean, I'm an out-of-towner too. I mean, I'm not reflecting my success, but coming down that Warringah Expressway and there's that yes. silhouette of the bridge with Sydney behind it. It's, it's larger than life. If you're out of town, you realise, oh, wow, it's an if, amazing place. Absolutely. I think if you're born here, you, you you've you, it's wallpaper to you almost, but... It never that never wears off the enormity of the bridge and the and the city to me. It's 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 like wow, this is you know because I've come from the Gold Coast and then to Canberra and Adelaide, and I feel like I've sort of you know worked my way up to bigger cities as I've gone on. But Sydney still takes my breath away every time. There's no better city in the world. You seem. Um, are you a good self motivator? I mean, you always seem up for it. I mean, you're always, you never, like yeah, in- <laughs> you never, you never really come on air cranky. That's true. Um, yeah. No, no, like no. That. Generally, you're, I'm a very. For someone that reels, reveals so much of their life, I mean, yeah. everything plays out on air pretty much, doesn't it? Everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty right? much. Not. Uh, I would say eventually. there's like a, like, yeah, 1% that might stay off air. And eventually, you're right. You you just go, oh, we'll tell it anyway. Yeah, you maybe it's so far in the past, you go, yeah, You okay, do, it's... you kind of get beyond the point of caring, if I'm honest. I mean, the, 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 the <laughs> The beauty of doing this show for so long is that I genuinely don't care anymore what the headlines are. And I think it's so important if you want to be on breakfast radio to not care. The minute you care and you're worried about, oh, that's going to make a headline and they'll read it this way or that way, it's just when you stop yourself from truly being you. And I think the audience appreciates that honesty. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's that much off the table that I haven't said, but I'm not going to say it's 100%. We all keep a certain, you know, amount to ourselves. Yeah. 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 The, um, because you, and you, you, the programs often, well, the ratings wise indicate it's probably the best, most successful in Australia. I mean, you're in the number one in the biggest market. Um, yeah. In case 2GB is listening, number one, FM. FM. We always have to say <laughs> FM, otherwise the trolls go, no, you're not. <laughs> but, um, and it, I mean, I think internationally it's it's thought of as, wow, it's it's really up there as one of, the, you know, the most successful programs in the world. Um, now, just, I mean, last week we had a, Michelle Laurie was talking to us about radio and she talked about Christian O'Connell down in Melbourne mm. and how she thinks, look, you know, he's obviously done well. He's come out here to Australia, yep. built a program from, you know, he had no, no one never heard of him. Yeah. And he came here and did well. Mm. And she thought all radio people should listen to the Christian O'Connell show. But to me, all radio people should listen to the Kyle and Jackie O show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because if you're not doing well in the ratings, it doesn't well, yeah. mean you want to copy the show. No. But it I, means I think you you're... should be working out. I mean, it's, I mean. I think it's a hard thing to. Yeah, I uh, thank you. That's a huge compliment, James. Uh, and I know you've always been supportive of our show. Um, I think it takes time, though, to get a show like this because it is about the chemistry. It is about knowing one another. It is about being really comfortable and allowing the other person to say whatever they want and knowing it's a joke. It's water off a duck's back um, and and not being precious with one another and that does take time to build. We wouldn't have, we would have, I, I mean, I hear things that we did when we first started out. <laughs> oh, my God, it was not a good, come on. It was, there was moments that were so cringe um, and and to get where we are now has taken a long time. So but it's that's, yeah, hard. but that's part of the attraction, isn't it? That, yeah. Uh, and 
I still listen to them and I'm still a fan and I listen as a fan and there's still things you go, oh, you know. There's, I know. And there's some of those some of those sort of gotcha calls you do, I almost turn them off because I just think, oh. It's a fine just, line, <laughs> isn't it, where you're, you're cringing for the and people. it's so awkward. You mm. don't know whether to keep listening or mm. to tune out. It is a fine line between it being awkward good and awkward bad. <laughs> And sometimes I don't even hear it until I've re-listened to a segment and I go, oh, gosh, that was actually really awful. Mm. Like, that wasn't that's what why, I thought it was. Yeah, but that's why everyone's there, isn't it? Because, you know, you don't want ordinary and yeah, you, don't you don't want, want plain. That. You want to be entertained. Yeah, yeah. You want things to happen you're not expecting. For sure, and we've always said that, expect the unexpected. <laughs> and just that the is things. Our <laughs> I mean, you're a lot better at dealing with the bombs Kyle drops all day too, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Because you're, you're sort of a bit used to it and, yeah, you know. I know, and look, nobody's perfect. We're all going to say things that are going to be wrong and, mm. you know, we've learnt from... We've learned from past mistakes, but we'll still make mistakes in the future. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not so, and they're not mistakes either, though, but just little, just, like he can't, a double entendre, something sexual, he just can't help himself. Oh, he can can't. He? Every segment has, has to involve <laughs> sex somehow. I don't know how he does it, but it has to be about sex at some point. He's mm. obsessed. <laughs> I just don't know if he's getting a lot of it or none of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Well, his <laughs> private life has been a little bit quiet about that recently. Well, hasn't he is he? actually. You know, he's been quite private about that. Mm. I and mean, we started someone, in a blaze of headlines, but then yeah, it's, it's, yeah. He is. He can be quite private when it comes to. I think his partners. Mm. And I think we're well. It all depends on the partner. Yeah. See, when I was with Lee, he he just knew that was I'm going to talk about it, and that's just who I am. And his way of dealing with it was just never listen, <laughs> and he'll never know. Yeah. Um, and and I just think it's it takes a strong partner to put up with us doing this job, because sometimes we'll tell a story that's embarrassing to them, not us. And it's yeah, they've it it can change a way a person is on air if you get a partner that is funny about that sort of stuff. Sure. I mean, if I were to ever be in another relationship, they'd have to be accepting of that's how it is. You don't like it, that's, you know, that's just too bad. I, I do share my life. And I'm respectful. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say everything. And I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm, I am respectful of their privacy to an extent. <laughs> but if it's a really good story, then it's going on air. It depends on the ratings too, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I can't help myself. When I have a good story, I need to tell it. Sure. The... Um you just mentioned um, you're sort of between partners. Mm. You don't seem that enthusiastic about. I mean, there was that great segment. It might have been Thursday last oh, week the with the millionaire matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. And you were right into the segment, but you so zero interest in taking it any further. Exactly. Yeah. No. Definitely not ready. I I do worry about that. Am I am I never going to be ready? Why am I not ready? Why after two and a half, three years, am I not even contemplating it? Um, maybe the answer to that is because I've been in relationships my whole life and I reckon I've been single from the age of 18 through to now for six months. So it's it's a nice time to just, if I'm enjoying it, then why not? Um, mm. And like I said, my daughter is is my number one priority and to be honest, between this radio show and, and, and her, there's not much room at the moment for anything else. So I think that's why I'm I'm sort of not really putting myself out there. Yeah, well, you seem happy. <clears throat> I really am happy, yeah. yeah. 
I think this year, for the first time, I have felt that happiness come through. I, I think last year was probably my worst. The year before that was tumultuous more than ever. Um, last year was just sad <laughs> because of everything, COVID, and it was just horrible. But you dealt with it pretty well, I thought, last year. It was a tough year. Considering, I think that was... When you had the Melbourne lockdown during the Mars Singer. Yeah, no, I've heard uh, myself back from um, a couple of segments <laughs> and I sounded like I was on drugs, so <laughs> I don't think I was very good at all. I think that really affected me in a way that I didn't expect, yeah. The, the hours, lack of sleep, the lockdown. Oh, I really feel for people in Melbourne. I, I just no wonder they want to get out of there. No wonder so many people are moving to mm. Sydney and New South Wales. So, yeah, 2020 was horrible and 2021 I'm finally feeling really happy. Yeah. Yeah, like I've got it, like I'm, I'm good. I'm in a good place. ARN seems to be a good place to work. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you had it all, didn't you, at, at, um, in at, theory, yeah. at, at the old um, SCA. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the show yes. was great. You had a pretty good production team. Oh, Obviously yeah. Obviously not as good as now. No. <laughs> but but um, yeah, no, you've, you've built a great team. Yes. Management seems okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, you, you, when we were back at Two Day, yes, it was a big, big machine. Mm. You know, this show is. It's so many people involved behind the scenes. Um but coming here, it's like a it's 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 like a small family in a way, and the, our team are just we are family. We really are, and they've been with us for a long time. Um, we've had a few come and go, but our staff have stuck around. Like I think there's always been a high turnover in the past, mm-hmm. um, and that you know I just think they've got it down pat with their hours. Sometimes these hours hours of a producer on this show can blow out. And it's just not worth it for them. You know, they're working 14-hour days, waking up at 3 a.m. Um, and that's that's hard to last longer than two years, Ed. So um, here it feels like we're in a little bubble, really. Yeah. Like we always complain. I complain like, let's move. I'll get out of Macquarie. I hate it, you know. But I, I do love it at the same time. I love – it kind of reminds me of back in the Today FM days when we were at Westfield. Okay. I mean, that was they were good studios. Don't get me wrong, but they were very small, That's and the everyone top was of the tower at Bondi. At, you mean? Yep. Sorry, yep. yes, at, at Bondi Junction, the top of the tower. It was a little crammed. Everyone had their little offices, um, and we were super excited to move to the big new World Square, and it was all open plan and fancy. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, we've lost that little bubble we're in, you know, everyone's in their little offices and I think if I moved, I'd be worried that that would happen, that we'd lose. It, it, it was a bit sterile, to be honest, that that new place that we went to at World Square. It just sure. didn't have that. I kind of like the cool rundown vibe here. Yeah. Even though I still want to get out, <laughs> trust me. I like it. I tell the management cool every day, vibe, when are we, right? yeah, the cool. Run down fire. That's a really mm, polite way of putting it. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about um, the K&J team these days. I mean, we hear Brooklyn a lot on air. Love Brooklyn. Um, you've always had good relationships with your newsreaders. You've had some good ones. They have to over be. Over the journey. Yeah, yeah. But he seems perfect for you Oh, guys. Brooklyn is, is our guy. You know, I mean, we've had, we've we've gone through really a lot of, yeah, a few different vibes with newsreaders. I mean, obviously, Jeff Field was amazing on our show and, so great, you know, such a good sport. 
And God, he was put through the ringer. Oh, you did some amazing stuff you sent him on, didn't you? But I, I agree. That was some of the most memorable radio mm. that we've ever done. Mm. And Him and Labby. Oh, those, those years yeah, yeah, together, yeah. You know? Yeah, they both really, you know, put themselves out of their comfort zone and, and Jeff being, yeah, he, he was very well suited to our show. <laughs> he really was. Um, and Brooklyn is just different altogether, but I love Brooklyn's energy. I could not do the show without him there. I need Brooklyn there. Yeah. He's like well, sometimes my gauge as to whether we're going too far over something or whether it's, you know, I think he's got a good read on humour and what's what's maybe crossing the line too much because we, people won't know this, but Kyle... So we're in your studio we're in our now studio recording now. this. Is yep. he in your line of sight, he's, Brooklyn? He's in my line of sight. So okay. I, I, I look at Kyle and right behind Kyle to his left is Brooklyn. So I see them both when I'm talking and when I'm talking on air, I'm looking at both of them, not just Kyle. Kyle's got his back to Brooklyn. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> we were going to redo these studios and, and I said the first thing I said is I need to have a line of sight to Brooklyn because... I don't know what it is about. I just love I love him. I think mm. he's he's just the perfect balance for our show. Um, but, yeah, we would never do the things we did to Jeff to Brooklyn. They just wouldn't work. <laughs> Brooklyn wouldn't care. You know, nothing phases Brooklyn, whereas Jeff used to get so antsy and up in a tiz about it, which was what he would react, and that's what made those segments so good. Sure. Yeah, sure. so I love them both in different ways. <laughs> they were the – I mean, they've been the longest running, the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, DB's here. Yeah. Now, you've worked with him for a long time. He's one of the – well, there's a couple of people that work with you at SCA. Yes. Which you've ended up here. Yes. But it's sort of DB's the overseer of the... Oh, yeah. He's been... I mean, DB was our producer on the Hot 30 Days, so in in ways he's come and gone and stayed on the journey with us, but he's pretty much been there the whole way on on our 20-year journey, 21 year now, Um, and... Yeah, he gets the show. He knows. He's he cracks the whip, and 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 I think if he weren't here, we might. Um, I don't want to like Son- Sonia. Our EP is always mindful of content not being stale, doing new things. She's very creative. She just she her and DB. We need them to to make sure we stay on track. And sometimes you can fall into a rut and end up doing the same stuff over and over and not thinking outside the box. And when you do this show for as long as we have, it's hard to come up with new ideas. So both of them complement each other very well. And uh, they both know us inside and out, which helps. I can't imagine working with a different team now. It would it would be difficult. Yeah. It, you know, we've had producers come and go. EPs are very important and the ones that get the show, the show just works. And just trusting them is probably the biggest thing because when you don't trust your EP, it changes everything. Every segment you do, you're like, I don't know if they've got my back. I don't know if what I'm about to go to is going to be the right audio or this call is going to be good. Having that trust is is so important to our performance. It's just allows us to really relax and have fun. And if if you're not I've, I've had shows before where I've had EPs that I haven't known are gonna deliver the goods and mm. it does. It's you're just not as good a performer on air. 
I like DB's the ultimate backroom radio person, isn't he? He hates doing interviews. Yeah, he, he wants to. He just doesn't to... want to talk. He just wants to be in the background. Yes. Do his job. That's right. And yeah, not stay... have to share it with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's not part of it. No, he's not big on being included on air, you know. Mm. He's not out there in the producer's area. We don't go to him because he's got his own office. He's, he's a quite, yeah, he's a definite behind-the-scenes man, but he keeps this, the whole of Kiss running. Mm. I mean, he's so good at mm. what he does. Yeah. He really is. I, yeah. I mean, everyone in the industry knows it. The um, the relationships, the the team, apart from DB, you like involving the team. And a, a big attraction of the show, and it's not sort of a positive, <laughs> but it's the way Kyle can crack the whip at times. Yes. And can sound really pissed off. Yes. And angry. And yes. you had a minor moment this morning. Did I? Yeah. What was mine again? Um they, they weren't putting the names oh, beside the callers. Oh, and they're still not putting the names there. <laughs> I noticed that, guys, by the way. I've told them three times, put your name beside a caller because I want to know which producer's putting what to air. Because I'm, I'm now going to keep tabs on them. Right. And make them accountable for, I want to know the, who's putting the good callers through and who's putting the shit callers through. Yeah. I do crack the whip too, you yeah, know. Yeah, you do. Um, and I, we're not afraid to say it all on air. I think it's better to say it on air than it is to do it off air. And the listeners, oh, I love it when Kyle goes off. Like, are we all, I don't know, it's just like we all laugh. Like, even the producers laugh when he cracks the whip. It's it's just, you know, Kyle's not as scary as he sounds, but if something's going wrong, it 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 it, it gets talked about on air, which mm. I think is a much better way of dealing with it because then doesn't matter. If the segment goes to shit, it's great. If the segment works perfectly, it's great. There's, It's a win-win. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, and the person who's received most of that over the years is probably intern Pete, I guess, who's yeah, had yeah. some real Oh, yeah, Pete's real the, um, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's been the punching bag for sure. Um, there always needs to be a punching bag, I've noticed, doesn't there? Um, yeah, so he's been with us the longest, actually, since day okay. one on KISS. Well, I used to think he was really an intern back in the day. Yeah, I know. Actually, I think he gets paid quite well, to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, he does two jobs, James. Right. It's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. here. He he's does downstairs a, in integration. Yes. Oh, he's painful to work with down there. <laughs> <laughs> he's always wanting me to do stuff for nothing. It's a serious face, <laughs> is it, down there? And, uh, yeah, it's a totally different job. Yeah. They're working with clients trying to integrate their content on the air, which is... You know, you ask any announcer, that's kind of like, ha ha. It's that's that's a new thing for us as well. Yeah. Because back in the day, no one was integration wasn't even a department. You could um, just do segments. You they just didn't do have segments. To be commercially yeah, it was, funded. Right? It might have been. Yeah, exactly. We had much more money to deal with now these days. Yeah, you really have we'll to share a little insight. So there are many segments that aren't, let's say, yeah, aren't celebrity. I mean, like the Amazing Race. Mm. Would 10 be tipping in some money or did you just do that because you love Bo or oh, okay. is it a bit of Bo? Yeah. Okay, so Channel 10 are very supportive of us and I work for Channel 10. I want to be supported back up. You know, I, I support I, – I love working with sure. 10. So it's only natural that I would want to support them. Yeah. Um, and, yes, Bo's a friend, so definitely I think I would give The Amazing Race a lot more love than what I would if if he weren't working on it. Um, and they also have sponsored a few segments. So I think it's a bit of everything. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, 10 have been great to us. Mm. They do advertise a lot here. 
So you get some love back. But I guess they have to, don't they? Because you, you guys have negotiated a pretty good um, deal out here, didn't you? You know, sort of blew everybody away with... Um, oh, right, our deal, Colin. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they need to make the money back. We don't yeah. need to go into that, but it's... Yeah. You look around, there's a big... And you've got a lot of staff. Yeah. And that has to, you know, they've got it. Yeah. Tick over It's a big show week. to yeah. take on. It absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a big show. Um, do you it, get involved much in the commercial side? Do you ever have to meet sponsors yep. or do stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. And look, I'm happy to do that. I mean, you know, if you're sponsoring the show, uh, Spinal Ease is a, a perfect okay. example. So the guys from Spinal Ease have come in here on quite a few occasions and. We, you know, we're now we're now quite friendly with Spinal Ease. So if if you are a client that is heavily involved, absolutely, you know, they'll, they'll come and hang out and watch the show. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's been really interesting with Spinal Ease because we do have uh, Colleen, our salesperson, that comes on air. So tell you, what's the backstory to that? Oh, so she's not really a salesperson in the company. She is. She works for ARN. There is a Colleen who is <laughs> South African who works here. She may or may not be the same person <laughs> you hear us on air with, um, but she's become a character. Okay. Can can Colleen come in? <laughs> <laughs> can we hear Colleen? Yeah. Colleen's just Where's, out there listening, guys. Where's Colleen? I heard you say is and I ran up the stairs. I said, Jackie's talking about my pillows. I've got to come. But what was this? It's not on air. What are we doing? It's okay. I just wanted James to hear you. That's all. It's all good. Just letting him know how well you're doing with clients. Yes. yes. I've number one ARN rep for sales. <laughs> oh, really? I make the money, so much money for Carl and Jackie. Oh, fantastic. So if you're a special client, you'll get Colleen's back. And it's it's it works, you know. Yeah. The, our audience love Colleen. Yes, uh, they love hearing her, and I think Spinalies really took off when Colleen started making appearances on air talking about her product and the clients she's yeah representing. Okay. Well, I hope, it's so it's an amazing a, it's a story. New way and I hope Colleen's getting looked yeah, after. Yeah, well, Colleen, you know, I don't. Th- well, I don't know about that. That's <laughs> you'll have to negotiate that yourself, Colleen. Oh, good stuff. Um. <laughs> Because of COVID, Kyle's been around a lot more physically. Yes, yeah, yeah, no more LA. Yeah, so, I mean, you're obviously used to doing the show with him away, but is it a little bit different when he's here every day? Does it work better or Um, can you be anywhere? I think you can now. I remember when he first started working in LA, I thought it was the end of the world. I was like, God, we're not going to be able to do this and that. I think, you know, it's fine. We both broadcast remotely and it does restrict you when you want to do certain things. So I won't lie and say it's totally just the same. It's not because there are certain things, you know, you need each other in studio for. It, 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 you know, you can't do that remotely. I'm trying to think of an example. Kyle does his infomercial product reviews. So there's all these <laughs> products he's testing out from infomercials. He can't do that really yeah, from LA. Yeah. Um, he needs to be in studio for that. So it can restrict you a little bit, but mostly 95% of the show, no one would know and it's the same, provided we're not having you know, technical problems, which really don't happen. But, um, yeah, I think now you can. You, you know, if you have, again, you need to have that chemistry and trust with one another. And I think if you just know when the other wants to talk, it, it's just not, it's, it doesn't bother me at all. It used to bother me a little bit, but I, now I don't. 
I'd rather him in studio. He'd rather me in studio, put it that way, but it's okay if we're not. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I mean, people listening to the show love the interaction with the team and love hearing them all. Yeah. Marty Sheargold has started something similar. Yeah. With his Triple M Melbourne show, but he's got the team, I think, they say they are, I presume it's true. Yeah. They're actually working in the studio with him during oh. the show, so they'd be sitting along here. Oh, okay. While he does the program. And he includes them. Yeah, and well, they Pete, all interject. Pete told me about that. I haven't heard it yet. Right. Does it work? Um, yeah, it's not bad, actually. Yeah, because but Marty's, like, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I love Marty Sheargold. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just one of the best. Um. And and I think he he probably needs that. He needs someone to bounce off. Oh yeah, because you can't so used be just one person too. Sitting yeah, there by he, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, so I'd be interested really to hear that. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's interesting to hear it in a new show because they sort of a new they're, they're creating. They work finding out what works and what doesn't. Yes. So it can be a bit of a car crash some days. Yeah, yeah. Which can be good. Which radio, can be right? good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Marty knows how to handle that sort of stuff. Again, I haven't heard it, but I have no doubt that's one of his talents. Like Kyle, which is he he, he doesn't pretend to make a segment work. If it's not working, he acknowledges it, and and I like that style of show yeah. where you're not sort of you know pretending. Oh shit! You know it's going to shit, but you're still trying to make it work. I mean, that's awful. Sometimes you're better off just going. This is terrible. Um, and Marty is like that, but I, I think with our show, yeah, it's, I don't know. And we remember when we first started going out to producers, we were told over and over again, no one cares about the producers, stop talking to the producers. But yeah, our audience, they know them all. They love them and we don't bombard them with it too much. Um, but I think they can come, I mean, they can give us gold when it when it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've, I, I say this not, to, um, but you've broken a lot of radio rules, haven't you? I mean, like having the news on the hour and st- if that suddenly happened, people would be going, what the? Yeah. Because, you know, they just like the sort of free form, yes. wild west feel of your show, I guess. Yeah, right? there should be no rules, mm. especially in FM radio. I you mean, you can have segments that go on forever. Yep. Where other stations would be going, no, what are you doing? Oh, you know? you, you, there's still so many shows that think, oh, it's three mm. minutes, we've got to stop talking now. I mean, sometimes, you know, we don't get to the gold until we're nine minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just this kicking off. Um, and, and I think when you sort of let go of those restrictions, you get much better radio. But you've got to have an understanding content director and team to do that. I don't think news shows would be allowed that freedom necessarily. Um, but I think it's a, I think it's a stupid rule. I just mm. don't keep it tight and bright. Like, oh, that's very old school. Sure. I really don't think it matters how long a segment goes for. If it's working, keep it going. If it's not, get out. I guess the team take part in reviews of the program every now and then. I'm not sure how often, but do you ever have to get involved in that stuff? As in like their performance reviews, you mean? No, just people listen back to segments and maybe critique them or think about, you know... Could we have done that better? Or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I'll definitely listen to our show. Um, not every day, but uh, maybe maybe once a fortnight I'll probably do a couple of shows and just just to check, like, what's it sounding like? What's, you know, what sounded good at the time may not have come across 
you know, as good as what I thought or maybe it came across way better than I thought. Sometimes segments surprise you when you listen back um, because there is a certain part of you when you're on air, you're very conscious of like, is this working or not working? Should we get out? Should we not? Um and then when you listen to it on the podcast, you're very, very relaxed and in a different frame of mind and you could find something far funnier than what you did at the time. Um, and and so definitely I'll listen back to segments and go, actually, that doesn't work. Let's, let's ditch that now. Uh, we're done with it. Or something else has surprised me and we'll go, let's do more of that. I remember one time... Um, <laughs> well, it was just it was just the dumbest segment ever. It was at like six o'clock in the morning, and our birthday wheel. Like, if you spin the birthday wheel, there's that little flap that goes in between mm-hmm. each number, and it had broken, and we needed a new flap, and so we got our groundskeeper Lou to come in with different flaps and screw them in, and we would test out the sound. Okay, which sounds <laughs> like the worst segment ever but when I listen back it was one of my favorite segments I've ever done and it's we laugh about it to this day that segment which is so sometimes the dumbest idea works best yeah and then that segment could also have been the worst segment ever like you just never know it could go either way Um, but I think it's more fun trying something that sounds lame and you either acknowledge that it didn't work or it it works its ass off yeah I think you had a segment one day with the team have a meeting where they throw up all these stupid ideas. Okay, so we've got that. That was fun. Yeah, we're doing that again tomorrow, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, funny you bring that up. The rejected (laughs) ideas, some of them are so bad. I mean, some of them sound crap, but it's funny hearing them, It's funny how bad it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Works beautifully. Um, Do you get any feedback that people are sort of adapting things you've done on other shows? Do you hear much of that? I mean, Pop Quiz, I think. Did you, you guys have been doing pop quiz forever. Absolutely, I remember You can the hear day. something very similar to that quite a bit now. Oh, where? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well lots of places. <laughs> lots of places. Who's copying us? No, they do, Lee. I've heard our segments here. I mean, look, radio is one of those things. I'm not saying, I mean, I know that we definitely started the pop quiz. I remember mm. the day we had, like, we were at Carl's house. And we were just moving to breakfast from drive and we were sitting there and I remember Lee being there and Lee actually was the one that came up with the pop quiz, funnily enough, at the time. He's like, well, you should do this segment and you get $100 and then, you know, $1,000, whatever. And I think it used to be the $1,000 pop quiz. Yeah. So I can't remember, yeah, how much money was involved. But then that just became a normal segment like Beat the Bomb or a Secret Sound. Like we, you know, have an Im- we, we use games that have already been used on other radio shows over the years. Everything gets used and, re- and, and recycled a lot in radio. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of our segments, especially our games, mm. getting used by other stations. And that's fine. The one of the longest running things, and it's it gets arrested every now and then. What's in Jackie's mouth? Oh, yes, <laughs> honestly, we're just doing that for cost benefit. <laughs> I'm over it, but don't tell him that. I know, again, it's one of those things that you'd think, <laughs> How tired is this? How dull, but 
between you and him that you'd sort of... Enjoy. I mean, it's always first up in the mornings when it's running, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, um, and we've changed it a little bit. Um, it used to just be for the six o'clockers early and naughty, um, <laughs> and now I think we do it every Friday, but later. Okay. Um, and so, look, I still get a kick out of it. If the cl- if we're getting good clues from it, we're having fun with it, but then so there are some times where I think, okay, how many times can I say it's big and veiny? <laughs> <laughs> Liquid comes out of the end. <laughs> okay, we get the idea. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> um, so we've heard about Team Jackie at work. What's a Team Jackie away from work? Um, manager. Um, oh, right, yeah. Do you have staff? Yep. Just run us through that. I have my manager, Brad March. Yeah. Um, who was... Used to be a boss. Exactly. Right? I mean, he was like the the, the god yeah. when it was all stereo. I used to see Brad March walk the corridors <laughs> and be terrified, um, and now he's my so manager. Make and we a great work manager in theory. Oh yeah, he's a what great. Kyle said about him a couple of times, I think. What did Kyle say? I think he said you should get a better manager or something. <laughs> oh my God! No, he didn't. Did, did he, he say that? No. Yes. Oh, he's probably kidding. He, he loves Brad. Joking. No, he loves okay. Brad. Okay. No, Brad's amazing. He really is. He's such a good negotiator, and uh, he's always. He's always in my corner and I love that about Brad because I've had managers, good managers in the past, but Brad is a radio guy and it really is so good to have a radio person that works with you and manages your career and he listens every morning and he'll always send me texts. Okay. That was good. That wasn't. I remember one time I did a power pick that he hated and just texted me saying, well, congratulations, the whole of Sydney's just tuned out. <laughs> um, he'll be honest with me. But, yeah, so I've got Brad who who I've worked with now for, well, probably about four years, I think, okay. four or five years. Um, and then... It must have been a big decision for you to change managers because you're reasonably loyal, aren't you? Yeah, sort of. I've been with, I, I, yes. So I, my manager before that was for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Brad and I, I mean, I love, I love yeah, Brad. That's I think going well. Very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. well. And, yeah. um, and then I have my assistant, Brittany, who okay. looks after just the day-to-day stuff that I couldn't be bothered doing. <laughs> I, I'm a very lazy person because of her. Right. It's terrible. Okay. I wish, I mean, I... I'd, I can do stuff, but she just does it for me, so why, why do it? Mm. I love to go home. I get really mentally drained after this show. So every, I think anyone who does breakfast radio will agree, once the show's done and you go home, you just don't want to talk to anyone. You just need a couple of hours time out. That's it. You just need that no talking, nothing. Um, and yeah, uh, Brittany's just like my little angel though. She helps. She's, she's very good. And I've, again, she's been with me for years. So yes. yeah. 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 Do you, I mean, you've got the, the TV sort of side gig now, if you like. I mean, yes. you started, you were bigger on TV than were, than you were on radio when you, back well, in the day, Pop weren't you with Pop Stars, stars right? Yeah. It was the biggest yeah. show in Australia. Yeah, it was. It was huge Pop Stars. Um, and I was on radio, but nobody cared or knew but, but of yeah, me. Nothing, put, no. Yeah, the, 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 the pop stars definitely yeah. gave me um, a profile. Yep. And, um, and then over the years, it's, it's sort of been up and down with TV. I mean, I haven't always picked great gigs with, with, with TV. You do some interesting stuff, though. What I've, was the royal thing? You filmed it in oh, the Australian UK. Australian Princess. That's right. Oh, I loved that. That was good, yeah. I actually really did like that show. Yeah, it was real... Um, 
I was like, what was it, Let It to Lady or uh, We Did It in Australia. It's just basically bogans turning mm-hmm. into posh girls and marrying a prince at the end. Oh, God, as I say that, I cringe. But <laughs> <laughs> And then there's been, yeah, I don't know, there's been ups and downs with TV and then I just totally went off it. I thought, why, why am I bothering? I don't enjoy it. Um, I only enjoy it if it feels live or is live. And that's why I think with Mars Singer when Stephen propped that to me, um, he just knows me really well because Stephen, Stephen Tate, Tate 10, sorry, yep. I should explain yep. that. Stephen Tate, um, yes, Stephen who runs the content at Channel 10, he texted me and just said, I know that you will not say no to this one. And um, he sat me down and I was just like, oh, God, I'm in. I don't care. I'm in. I love it. It is right up my alley. Guess it, guessing games, love. <laughs> Celebrities, love. Singing, costumes. It's It was just a no-brainer to me. So I really love doing The Masked Singer, even though it's so gruelling when you do it. Um, combined with the breakfast radio, you feel like you're just not even with it. Um, I just love it, love it. Stephen also has worked on I'm a Celebrity to Get Me Out of Here Oh yeah, for a long time. Yep. Did he ever try and get you on there? He has. He's given up now, though. <laughs> he knows. I'm never doing it. It would seem I a can't. very un-Jackie show. Oh, God, I've just got such a fear of cockroaches and spiders and everything you can imagine. Anything that crawls, I'm terrified of. So I just couldn't do it for that reason. Mm. I think... You'd probably find it even hard to watch, wouldn't you? All that yeah, no. Sort of no. disgusting... I... No, there's like this sick fascination. (laughs) I think we love to watch things we're scared of ourselves. Like that's why whenever I'm at the aquarium, the one thing I want to see is the sharks because it's the thing we fear the most. It's it's like we want to watch it. It's like SAS, I'm a celebrity, all those horrible things we can't, like, this just a week. It's, yeah. I still, I love watching the show. I just wouldn't want to be in it. Dancing with the stars? No. No, too. I've asked. Um, I've asked. Hard work, I've think, asked people it? who have been like Fifi Box. Okay. She's been on it and done Breakfast Radio. The pe- the girls I know and guys who have done Breakfast Radio and done that sh- and have done that show have have said no, 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 no. Survivor. No, I'm not well, fit you enough. Had a think. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> only because I'm a super fan of it. Right. Yeah. Right. But I couldn't do it because I'm just not fit like they are. Sure. But I'd love that show. <laughs> it would just be like I'd be I'd be fangirling the whole time. Are you a 10 personality now? Could you do something on another station? Uh, I can. I mean, you've for like a Andy period. Lee's got a show on 10, but he still crops up elsewhere. Yes, yes, I can Sam do. Sam Pang does. Yep. Have you been paying attention? He's on seven as well. Yeah, I can do, um, only for a period of time. I okay. think I'm, I'm locked in it's, for a certain period. Because uh, I ask that, of course, because Australian Idol's coming back. Oh, yes. Which came out of pop stars. Yes, yes, right? it did, yeah. That was the sort of what came that off the uh, back format of. became. Mm. Um, would you ever consider, like, judge? But I guess it's a bit too similar to judging a mass singer, is it? Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't even... be a real even, conflict, the, the thing, it? Yeah, the thing... The thing for me is that I'd feel like a bit of a fraud if I sat on that panel. Why? Because I can't sing and well, I don't know anything about trills and great on pop stars. Oh, I was winging it the whole time. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about on that show. 
And also, it was the first of its kind, so you could get away with it. If right. I, if that okay. show was around now, and I was a judge, they'd be like, "Who does she think she is?" <laughs> I think I think with Mars Singer, I don't feel like a fraud because I know I know celebrities, I know lots of useless information about them, um, so I feel like I belong on there. But I don't think I belong on Australian Idol panel telling singers they're not good enough when I can't sing. Mm. I think you know, like there was Dicko. Who was in the industry, so he 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 understands it. Carl was great because you know he's just outright blunt and will tell you from a marketing perspective whether you're going to make it or not. Um, but I don't know. I just I don't. It's not me. No. It was funny seeing Dicko on uh, Holy Moly. I know, didn't see it. In a little bit part. I'm not sure if he's on every episode. I don't um, think he is, but people okay? were telling me about Dicko being on it. Yeah. Yeah. But he's had an amazing career when you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know? He has. Yeah, he's a great, he's great, Dicko. Yeah. He's been very successful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how competitive is, is Jackie Henderson? I'll call you Jackie Henderson. I always call you Jackie O, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jackie is the most competitive person you'll ever meet. Really? It's, it's actually really not a good trait sometimes. <laughs> it right. ruins dinner parties when we're playing oh, okay. board games. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I played uh, a game of murder at Cole's Place one night and, yeah, he's never forgiven me since because I was so good at it and I lied through my teeth. Yeah, you did know murder? Wow. Well. you just got to protect... <laughs> yeah, you could... <laughs> Don't worry, I won't. I'm going to sound like a loser. Um, so but, you're almost more competitive away from work than you are at work? Uh, no, I'm very, no, equally. No, I've, I've got to say, like, I mean, away from work, I like to... Okay, so on The Masked Singer, for instance, yep. that is also a competition, right? And Danny and I compete to, to guess who... We we're always telling who's got the most guesses, right? We are both very competitive. Um, and sometimes I've just got to tell myself, it's okay. It's just a TV show. You don't have to get them right. But um, I have been like that, and I think it's good in a way. It's good, good in radio because you should be competitive. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to lose interest. Like for me, if we lost our number one spot, that's it. It's all like, all right, everybody in the meeting room, how are we going to get this back? This is this is a big deal to me. You know, um, I do like to, I do like to win. You sort of um, guessed my last question, really. I was going to sort of end on. What happens? It's been a good journey being number one, but it would change the journey a bit if you lost that, wouldn't it? Would it? Mm, God, I don't even know what that would do to us. (laughs) That would that that would be that would be hard because I think you'd start to second guess what you're doing, and that is your biggest enemy. Don't second guess yourself. Um, because the minute you do that, well, it's it's over. So I started the show talking about the old days, but people who've listened a long time, it's not a lot different. I mean, sure, no, it's I'm, a bit, you know, the relationships have changed and it's yep. smoother and all that, but... Yep. Less, I think it's less gimmicky. I think we're yeah, a lot more stunty back still then. the things that people liked about you back then are the reasons they still like you now, I think. Yep. You sort yep. of, there's an honesty about the show and... Most yep. of it. And <laughs> yep, yep. And I think we would just have to bring that through on air. I think that's, that's, that's the only way. If we, if we lost the number one spot, we'd talk about it 
I think, you know? Yeah. Um, we wouldn't be talking about it every day, but <laughs> <laughs> it would be brought up, that's for sure. Um, but I think, yeah, the way to the, the way I would handle that is just to just forget it. You know, you got to do your best. Don't listen to the competition. It's always been my biggest thing is forget about what everyone else is doing. It doesn't matter what they're doing. You can only do what you do and do the best you can. Once you start listening to, to to somebody else that maybe has nabbed your number one spot, it goes back to what I said, James, second guessing is the enemy. Just be yourself. It's all you can do. I mean, it'd really shit Kyle too, wouldn't it? Because he shit cans everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be dirty. There. He loves doing that. He would be extra filthy. Oh, he would. A hundred percent. He'd probably make out like, who cares? We'll get it back. <laughs> I know that would be his attitude, mm. um, which is a great attitude to have, but it would burn. It would still burn. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course it would. Yeah. How many more years have you got in you? I don't this? know. I don't know. I guess you don't need to think about that either, do you? I mean, you just do it. Yeah. The, when you can handle it at the moment. I think so. For as, as long as I can. foreseeable future, you think you're going to be fine. Yeah. It's 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 a hard job to walk away from. Um, it just is. It's like I, I would be like losing my left arm. I'd, I'd be so lost without this job. Um, I remember watching SAS with Merrick and it really rang true what he said Mm -hmm. and he said you know you've got this show and it's a successful show and then it stops and for the first year it's all fun because you've got you know your your mornings back and then after that he fell into a bit of a depression because he felt lost and I think that's what would happen to me I just know it I would be lost without this show I I need to have some sort of backup plan ready to go because I need to keep busy. I don't think I could just not work. I'd need to be, I I would have to remain in the industry somehow. Mm. Whether that's on air and doing something else, I don't know. But I couldn't walk away from it. Not not for as long as I'm enjoying this every day. It's my little happy pill. I mean, listeners have had a little taste of... The days when Kyle's not here, yeah. which hasn't happened much lately. No. He's been a lot better, which is great yeah. for his health. Yeah, yeah, but, he's been really good. you and Brooklyn good. work great together and... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't even like thinking about that yeah. sort of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I can't yeah. answer that question. Sure. Because uh, I just don't even But you'd definitely to... like to stay on and yes. to have some sort of future. Yep, absolutely. You, you I love radio too. How can I not? Yeah. It's been my life. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing it since I was 18. I'm now 46. How it is I mean, literally that's young part still. of me. I mean, me. If, you, if you wanted to walk away, you could financially, presumably, I can. Right? I can, absolutely. Which must be a nice feeling. Yeah, it's taken a long time to get to that point, but now I'm finally at a place where I can walk away and yeah. be okay financially well, and not we worry. We don't want the ARN accountant to hear that because <laughs> in negotiations, <laughs> I still need But sometimes it. that works in your favour when yeah, they know okay. you no longer need that money. Right. You know, because right. you can, I can walk away now. Yes. Before I was actually in a worse position because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I needed that. I was got. I had a mortgage to pay. Um, now, I'm, I mean, I'm really financially independent and don't have to if I don't want to. Yeah. But I want yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Jackie, look, thanks so much for chatting today. Thanks, James. Um, it's long overdue. Yeah. It has been, <laughs> it has been a while. Yeah. But a, a long chat like this, you can't do them too often though. So it's it's great catching Thank up you. you again. Yeah. Yeah, you too. It's good yeah. to see you. I like the long hair. It suits you. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, it's got to come off one day. No, I don't. I like it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, James.